You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Sidney Johnson, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. And we welcome you to the first edition of Open Court with Sidney Johnson, Joe DeSantis, and I'm Bob Huesler. Open Court is your gateway to Fairfield University men's basketball as we bring you up to date on all things Stags, where things are at right now and where things are going. Well, there's been a lot of coming and going right now with the Stags as far as the travel is concerned. Coach, we talked to you shortly after you have returned uh, from Seattle. Before we get into the, the basketball aspect, I know you look at these kinds of trips as a way for the team to bond and, and do things as, as a family, so to speak. Any, uh, any fun stories coming out of Seattle? Anything that you guys did as a group that you'll look back on and in addition to the basketball, remember as part of that experience? Yeah, I, I think the last day we were out there, you know, we, we kind of got to uh, let our hair down, um, you know, and uh, we got it out a win there. And then we had pretty much the full day before we were flying back. So we caught the red eye about tw- 1040 um, at night to come back. We were done. Uh, the game was over about 3, and we were back at the hotel eating about um, 3.30 or 4. And I actually misspoke. We didn't. We actually ate out, and uh, we got a feel for the city. Um, we d- went down to the, uh, the the big public market there. Right. Um, the guys shopped around a little bit. And that, they, they had a ball, and it was like we really played very hard. We rewarded ourselves with a win that, that last day, and, um, uh, and then we were able to enjoy it kind of, you know, um, soak it up a bit so it was it was it was great and I think that'll that'll last with the guys as much as anything playing three games in three days is 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 a real challenge there's a lot of work that goes into it from a coaching standpoint a preparation standpoint and it's physically taxing but you got through it you got that much need to win in that last game uh, against Denver and what do you look back at that and say, okay, this was the real benefit of making this kind of a cross-country trip and playing three games in three days? You know, I, I thought before we went out there, our two home games were, were disappointing for us because um, there were pockets of good play, but not enough, frankly. And we played, you know, two good teams. Uh, there's some experience there, so some real talent there uh, with, with Long Island and Wagner. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't the best version of us, to be honest. And I, I, I don't want to take away from those two teams. So we really challenged ourselves as coaches, as players. We had to, we had to be, we had to play better. We had to play harder. We had to play better. Um, and I think when we went out to Seattle and now coming back, I know that we maximized our effort. We maximized our effort. And so that was a huge takeaway. We, we deserved a win. Uh, we might deserve two, you know, who, who knows, but we had a better account of who we are. We got more out of the guys, more out of what we're trying to do, and we're just in a much better place having gone out there than, you know, before we left. Sydney, last year at this time, we were talking about the youngness of your front court. This year, we can talk about the youngness of your back court. You go to Seattle, you have three games that are decided by three points or less. Some teams play a whole season without that. 
in your seven games, six have been decided by six points or less. How do you feel about these games in terms of the late game situation, the youngness and your guards? You think your kids are grown up and you feel like come down the road, these last three games will help your team as you try for victories? Yeah, so there, there's two answers, you know. Um, the first answer, you know, as a competitor, you know, just individually, um, it's been hard. You know, want to win games. I mean, just want to win, 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 win. That's, you know, that's, that's how I'm wired. As their coach, as someone who's trying to bring them along, um, as someone I, you know, I hope and I view myself as, as a mentor and a teacher, you got to go through this in order to, to get to the other side. Um, it's different than high school. It's different from prep school. It's different from, you know, FIBA. It's just, you know, college basketball is its, its own animal. So they have to go through this. I'm thinking especially guys like Neftali and Felix and Taj, who's playing, you know, meaningful minutes. Even Itis, who's um, not fully 100%, but, you know, his second year with us. So these guys are working through it, um, especially those three first guys who are, you know, really young and everything's new to them practically they got to go through you know being up you know five points and yeah you just can't waste a possession um or all of a sudden it's a tie game or you're you're down so um the importance of uh great possessions the importance of taking a charge the importance of not putting your head down importance of the next play and importance of time and situation there was a there was a possession before we left uh, I can't remember if it was against uh, LIU or Wagner we had the ball on our hands there's a, the last second um, there's no shot clock on I said guys last shot last shot last shot we took a shot with eight seconds left and gave them an opportunity to come down and score so you know those are the things that we're learning and when we do because we have talent and these guys are really coachable the, the end product is going to be very good. I, I, I feel that in my heart. This team has got some – they've got a very high ceiling. But we got to figure those things out. And sometimes, um, you know, the only way to do it is to go through it yourself. Every team takes on an identity. And I know this team is in the formation stage as far as achieving that kind of an identity. But if you were to look at it and, and try and be a prophet – what do you see as this team becoming in terms of identity? And if you can give us a frame of reference, maybe talk about what was the identity of, say, last year's team and compare that to what this team can become when it develops its personality. You know, when I look back at last year, and I, and I, I, I mean this in a really positive way, I think it was Tyler and the All-Stars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean that. And, and those All-Stars were really important. You know, I don't want to... Um, but it was, you know, Tyler was a special guy, and I think when we got the supporting cast comfortable, man, I, I thought we had a, certainly a championship run in us because we had a guy who can get us over the top but also take a lot of attention and make things easier for the other guys. And, but then the other guys, they play their roles really well and rebounded and defended and finished plays. So that was that. I think this year, to be honest, we talked a lot as coaches going into this summer. We think we can play really, really hard. Um, we can extend our defenses. Um, we feel like we can create um, offense from our defense. Um, we feel like we can be um, 
versatile in terms of our scoring that it's not, you know, I, Tyler was at 22 a game. I think Farron came in at about 12 and then it went from there. You know, can we get three guys, maybe four guys in double figures? You know, that would be exciting. Um, so th that's kind of what it looks like. And that's why going back to my comment about our homestand, again, I credit LIU, credit Wagner, but we didn't play as hard as we needed to. And we feel like this team can really um, assert itself, you know, dive on the ground for loose balls, you know, rebound better defensively, take charges. We did a lot of that in Seattle, and we, we want to continue to do that moving forward and then spread around the scoring a bit. That's, that's what I'd see with, with this group. Team is uh, shooting three-pointers remarkably well right now. Uh, speak to how that will continue to be a big part of what this team achieves. And on the other side, statistically, things that need to improve are rebounding, again, just going by the numbers, and also getting to the free throw line and, and cutting down on the discrepancy. So the, the way that three-point shooting is going to be a big part of this Fairfield game and shoring up what have been statistical discrepancies early on in this season. No, Yeah, I, I think no, you're right on the money. Those, those are fair assessments. And I, I just say with three-point shooting, I, I think there is something to do with how we play and the recruiting, to be frank, because, um, you know, each year you might think, um, you know, we had a, a couple of transfers last a uh, couple of years ago that shot a lot. And Curtis Cobb and J Jerry Johnson, they made a lot of threes and uh, and they transferred out. And in the following year, we're, we're, we um, surpassed the three point numbers right. from the following year, you know, and it, and now we're, we're at a really good percentage. And it's it really is just kind of what we do, with, um, both with our recruiting and just the system, the style of play, like, you know, we're, we're trying to get them up and we're trying to take good ones. And, um, you know, usually, you know, if you take good shots, um, they go in, you know, open shots. So uh, there's something there. You know, with, with the rebounding, um, there's a little bit of, you know, we are missing some shots. Um, um, what, we're, what we're really concerned about and focused on is our defensive rebounding, you know. Um, we don't always send a ton of guys to the boards, to be frank. Um, when you have a few more shooters out there, maybe we're not pounding people uh, with the offensive rebounding, but we need to make sure that we're not giving up offensive rebounds. And that's something that really um, we got to get tougher and we got to be more mindful of that from a coaching standpoint. Um, we like the fact that we haven't turned the ball over a lot. You know, um, we certainly need to initiate and drive and finish. And I think some of that will get um, the free throws up there, you know, when you get your forwards more involved. Um, I do think Neftali gets to the rim a lot. There's some fouls that, you know, maybe he can draw moving forward. Um, but I think that, you know, the forward play, I think when there's a little bit more inside out, we may be able to draw some fouls as well. Let me, uh, I'm going to bring you both in on this one because I know Joe, as a former great scorer at Fairfield, has been really impressed so far with the play of Landon Talaferro. Now we'll be eventually in these open court podcasts talking about personnel and getting some of them in here with us. But I want to talk about Landon Talaferro. And as a former great scorer here at Fairfield, Joe, I know you've looked at his game and been impressed by the fact that he does more than just shoot three-pointers, right? Yeah, well, he, the thing that I like, it, it's almost like he said to himself, um, I'm a junior college kid. I got two years to play. I want to make sure they're really special. He's come in right off the bat and showed the confidence not only to take but to make threes. So when I see him line up, I mean, uh, the shot he took at the end of the, C the Seattle, the Denver game, 
about 28 feet in front of your bench. I mean, you don't just haphazardly take that. So I've been impressed with the way he not only can shoot, shoot from deep, make big plays. And it's funny, Bob, you and I have talked, and you can confirm this or not, he's very similar flavors. He shoots the ball on the other side of his head, and he seems to be better going to his left. But he also, I think, has the toughness. The toughness, you know, his name in Italian, you play in Italy, you know Italian, is cut iron. Iron work, a tough kid. And I mentioned in the last broadcast, I'd take him any day on my team. Because not only does he shoot the three, but just, you know, tell us some other things about what he can do. But I, he can pull up. He's a tough kid, and you got to love him. And together with Alvarez, I think they make a terrific backcourt. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about how he ended up at Fairfield and a little bit about him as a personality. He, he looks like a, a guy you can really easily root for. It looks like a good kid, and we're all interested in how the route got from where he came from to where he is today. So he, um, we got a lot of good kids, and he's he's certainly right there in the mix. I, I think that's what's worked well for us as well, just in terms of the chemistry, how well they get along. But yeah, you know, in the spring, um, you know, we we had an, an open scholarship, and uh, you know, we made some calls, and you know, what's helped us. With Tyler's ascension and, uh, you know, with three winning seasons in a row, there's a little bit of a brand that we have, you know, a, a niche there. So when we're calling these recruiting analysts, they kind of have a sense of how we play. Uh, and then they're they're keeping their eye on Tyler and, and, and the All-Stars. So when we explained, you know, what we were looking for, uh, you know, a, a good friend of ours was um, who's helped us out in, in the past said, well, you got to look at this kid. And so I was on a plane um, two days after that conversation, heading out to Denver, flew into Denver, drove, I can't remember, an hour and a half or so up to Landon's uh, Community College. The coach was a class act, really good guy. They run nice system, team-oriented, the whole deal. And he said, Coach, I, I don't know what to tell you. There's a, a little bit of recruiting here, um, but he really seems to like your school, your presence. You've connected well with, with mom, and, and I can tell you, if you're really serious about him, he's really high on Fairfield. Mm -hmm. um, he said the other thing is this, and, and this I, I hold on to. Um, I don't know what people are missing. This kid has made the most threes in the country in junior college. But the other thing, coaches, he's also made the fourth most field goals of anybody in junior college. So this isn't a one-trick pony. You know, he's got a knack for scoring. And then he's not, uh, you know, Gary Payton or, or Scottie Pippen on the defensive end, but he'll do every single thing you ask. I didn't need to hear much more, yeah. you know. I didn't need a, a shooter who's going to give you an honest effort down at the other end and also has some mid-range or in-between game. You know, we were pretty uh, – we were all in pretty early on. Um, the guys love him. You know, they call him Lando. Um, he's got a little bit of the West Coast feel to him. He's an easygoing kid, but then he gets – popped with an elbow in our last game, blood pouring down, walk over to Mark A our trainer, you know, wipe it away, stuff a little something into his nose to stop the bleeding. And he's like, coach, I'm good, I'm good. He, the ref, you know, made a sub because there was a stop in play, but I sent him right to the table. And he didn't, and he didn't blink, and he made two big shots down the stretch. So um, Joe's right, and, and Joe would know, you know, scorers, no scorers, and, and tough guys, no tough guys. Um, you know, he's not going to scare you walking out on the court, but um, he, uh, he, he's, he's right there down the stretch when you need him, and that, that's tough enough for me. A couple of other things before we wrap it up here. A uh, little housekeeping. 
Omar, Omar El-Sheikh. Where is he at in terms of his comeback progressing from? Well, tell us about his injury and tell us about where he's at right so, now. So he had some tendonitis that he had, and it was, it was just building up on him um, over the course of last season. And so um, there's a little delay in, in, in getting, um, getting at it. But once we finally got at it, um, say, in this preseason, um, it's just been the tendonitis, and he had a couple injections, and now he's closer to being better. It's, it's tough because um, he actually practiced with us a little bit out in Seattle. Um, today he was back on the court, but uh, we can't fast track him. Um, but I would, I would say, I mean, he probably won't play against Army. Um, but you know, then we're we're kind of hoping, you know, uh, Oakland, ODU, like like we'll we'll see. Even then, you know, we're not just going to throw him out there be 30 minutes a game. Um, but he's really close, and uh, I just hope people stay with us because I like what this team is doing now, and I know we're we're just that much better with Omar. You uh, you mentioned Army and uh, Joe. I know you have some great memories as a player. And also as a coach, going uh, up against Army, whether it's here at Fairfield or as is the case this time, going up to the United States Military Academy. Any memories for you from going up to play uh, at West Point? Well, I, I remember as a player uh, playing Army, and Mike Krzyzewski was the coach. Oh, wow. And we actually um, blew them out. I don't mind saying. <laughs> so uh, uh, every, I, I can't tell you I know Coach Kelly well, but the couple of times I've run into him in the last 30 years, he's brought that game up. My roommate, Mark Young, had 34, so they had no answer for him. And then, of course, I remember when I was coaching with your assistant, Mitch Bonaduro, coaching for Mitch when Mitch was the head coach. Kevin Houston was right. a terrific player. You know, there's a guy you talk about, uh, Lando, not passing the eye test. Kevin Houston looked like Opie, you know what I'm saying? But he comes out and he get 50 on you. So uh, those are two distinct memories uh, from uh, my Army uh, days. Yeah, I remember uh, Fairfield playing a game against Army at West Point, and to this day, Kevin Houston is the only player. We had him on uh, in our postgame show on the radio, and we spoke to him, and after the interview was over, he shook my hand and said, thank you, sir, for the interview. I mean, that, that doesn't happen too often. That's now, what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, you, now you have the challenge of playing them on Saturday, and challenge is the operative word here, isn't it? This is, this is a tough game for Fairfield. Talk about the preparation going in to play up at Army. Well, we, we better be prepared, and, and you know, we've, we've recommitted ourselves to competing, which I think is really important for us long term, you know, Army and, and the rest of the guys. But, you know, when you're talking about uh, West Point, you know, I don't, I don't know if it gets any tougher than that. They outplayed us the last time we were here, or we, that we faced them um, a couple of years ago. They outplayed us for a good 34, 35 minutes. We were able to make a run at the end. And, you know, I, I do credit our guys because we hung in there. You know, we were getting outplayed, but we hung in there and, and we were able to squeak one out uh, in regulation. But that's fresh in my mind because they played fast. Joe and I were talking about it earlier. They play fast, they move the ball, and they're tough, and they keep on coming. Um, so we're going to have to be ready. We understand that. We're taking it one day at a time. I thought we had a good practice today. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we just kind of figure it out day after day leading up to Saturday at 1 o'clock, and, and we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, we schedule these uh, games for a reason, too, by the way. I mean, they're, they're, they're tough games, um, but they're games that simulate league play. Uh, we found a ton um, out about our team. Would we love to be five and two instead of two and five? Of course, but um, I, I always knew that this team was going to need to grow 
and get their time through the season. And, and we're better today than we were even a week ago. So um, that that's the plan. And then hopefully we're in a position to play well and, and, and play tough against uh, Army on Saturday. Well, Coach, this was, a, this was a lot of fun. I think we should do it again. How about next week? That, that works for me. That works for me. I'd like to get in the habit of this for sure. Thanks, Coach. Joe, great job. Look yeah. forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Can't wait. You've been listening to the first installment of Open Court with Cindy Johnson, Joe DeSantis, and yours truly, Bob Buesler. Next week, we will recap Fairfield's game at Army, and we'll preview the Stags game on December 6th. That's a Thursday at Alumni Hall when they take on Oakland University. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again next week. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.